0: Sugar. It's one of the world's oldest ingredients and the only taste humans are born craving. We all know it and love it, and some of us really love it in our food, drinks, and treats. But what exactly is sugar? It tastes good, but is it good for us? Is it bad for us? Can we fill that hankering for sweets without sugar? I'm Hootie, and you're listening to Hootie the Foodie. He may be 12 years old, but he's an expert. You're listening to Hootie the Foodie, Season 2. When the world shut down for COVID, many of us spent lots of time loafing on the couch and eating lots of snacks. Tate's guest realized that many of the goodies that he was consuming were high in sugar, and he was inspired to create an alternative treat that could be enjoyed with similar indulgence and a lot less guilt. After much trial and error testing out chocolate recipes in his own kitchen and then finalizing the recipe with a chocolatier, Nebula Snacks was born and now delivers out-of-this-world sugar-free chocolate delights. I'll have you on Cloud9. David Jacobowitz, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Hoodie.
0: Where are you from?
1: Uh, Originally from Los Angeles, but I've lived in Austin, Texas for about five and a half years now.
0: What is your professional background?
1: I worked in tech and digital marketing for a while. So my last couple of jobs were at Facebook and TikTok before I started making chocolate.
0: Why is sugar yet such a bad rap?
1: Because it's very, very delicious, uh, but it's not the best for us. So it's kind of a catch-22 where you're enjoying something because of its sweetness. But after the fact, you end up you know, with inflammatory issues in your stomach and it can often lead to weight gain and other things down the line.
0: A traditional American diet, what are the normal sources of sugar?
1: Sugar is commonly found in our beverages and our snacks. So when we think about added sugars specifically, beverages is the number one area where there's just a bunch of sugar tossed in there. So think your sodas and your coffees. uh, But then also it's very, very commonly put in all of our snacks and baked goods. So cookies and chocolates and candy is just all sugar. So As we think about where we want to cut back on sugars, those are probably the biggest areas that we can make a big effort.
0: What's the difference between sugar and added sugar in a food item?
1: Yeah. So there's two different types of sugars. There's natural sugars and added sugars. So natural sugars are commonly found sugars in a product like a fruit, like a banana that is naturally found in a banana, right? Bananas have sugar. But added sugars are when somebody is making a product, let's say a cookie, and you take a cup, you pick up a gallon of added sugars from a bucket and you add it to the cookie mix. That is what an added sugar is. So that's not something that was there originally. Don't we need sugar in our diet? So sugar is actually not what's called an essential macronutrient, meaning our body doesn't actually need sugar to function in line with other carbs that we might need to produce energy. Now, sugar is an energy source, and it's great for when you need quick energy, but it's not necessarily a required nutrient that we need to survive.
0: What are some natural sources of
1: sugar? So think about your fruits and vegetables generally, right? Like I said, bananas got a lot of natural sugar uh, in it. And then berries are very, very commonly found for their sweetness, and they're actually on the lower sugar end. But they achieve sweetness and they're a great source of antioxidants and vitamins as well. So, sugar is like sweet. I'm not saying not to have sugar, but if you can, it's better to go for uh, natural sugars.
0: So, we said that like a banana is natural sugar. If I took like a banana and put it in like a cookie and I made like a banana cookie, would that be added sugar or?
1: So that would be considered a natural sugar. So because you're taking just the, the bananas, natural, natural sugars that are going to be part of the cookie that you're making, you're not adding any other sugars to be put into that product. Now, let's say, for instance, uh, you also add sugar on top of the banana into the cookie batter, then that would be added sugars. If you say like the recipe calls for two bananas and a quarter cup of brown sugar, and then you take your cup and you go and you dump the little brown sugar cup. That would be the added sugar component to the cookie recipe.
0: Why do humans crave sugar so badly?
1: Because it's so sweet and delicious, right? It's one of those things that when it hits your tongue, you're happy. Sugar is delicious. I love sugar. That was, that was the issue. Now I still have sugar. I should also clarify, I don't not eat sugar. Uh, but I try to be conscious of how much sugar I eat. Because if you have too much... Your body's not going to burn it off quickly enough, and it's going to be stored as fat and potentially cause inflammation in your stomach. The reason why it's so good is because it's so sweet. And because it's continuously so sweet, a lot of organizations and big companies have put more and more sugar in their products. So you think like a a Coca-Cola didn't used to have that much sugar, and now a Coca-Cola has about 40 grams of sugar per can. Uh, and a Hershey's bar has 25 grams of, of sugar per bar. So when you think about how much sugar is in these snacks that we know and love, that's where we need to be cognizant of how much that we're eating.
0: Tell us about the moment inspiration hit you on the couch during quarantine.
1: Yeah. So back in 2020, you know, COVID quarantine, I got back into video games uh, with my buddies across the country to pass the time. And one night in particular, I noticed that I had had probably 15 to 20 of those miniature Hershey chocolates. And if you look at the nutrition facts, it's over 100 grams of added sugar in a wow. night. And I was buzzing with, you know, with uh, energy because of all that sugar, but I was sitting on the couch and it wasn't going really to any use. I had the idea that night when I was playing with my friend and co-founder, Matt Gallagher, and... We just said, why not start a snacking company without all these ingredients, without the sugars for these types of moments when we want to chow down, when we want something delicious to eat. Um, and you know, we laughed about it that night. But you know, long story short, we ended up you know, proceeding forward and starting the business.
0: Why did he decide on chocolate?
1: Because that was the night that we, that we decided to do it. He also happened to be eating some chocolate-covered pretzels. And I was eating a lot of chocolate. We love chocolate. It goes in a lot of our different foods and desserts and snacks. So we started there.
0: Tell us about creating the first few recipes from your home kitchen.
1: Yeah. So after I, I came up with the idea, um, I really needed to see how I wanted to make the bars and what was going to go into them. And I bought a bunch of ingredients, uh, a lot online because it was still COVID. I had to get it all delivered to me. Um, but I bought a bunch of different sweeteners. I bought a different molds. I bought Um, more utensils. I bought a candy thermometer, you name it. Um, And I got to work in the kitchen. Uh, The Long story short, my first batch was disgusting. It did not taste good. I put too much of uh, a sweetener called monk fruit. It's one of our zero calorie sweeteners that we have in our chocolate today. And you have to be very careful with it because monk fruit has about 150 times the sweetness of regular table sugar meaning it's very, very sweet. And if you use too much, then it's going to overpower your uh, senses and it's going to linger on the tongue. So you, you have to do very, very little amounts of mung fruit when you want to make something sweet. The other part of it is that I made a mess. I, I had not really made a lot of chocolate bars uh, or uh, balls um, at the time. I bought these new molds and you have to temper the chocolate and have to hit a certain temperature. Um, it was a lot of trial and error. I'll say that. I've got pictures of chocolate all over my counter from when I was initially testing uh, in my home kitchen.
0: Do you consider monk fruit as a natural sugar?
1: So monk fruit, yeah, monk fruit is uh, considered a natural sugar. It is derived from an actual fruit. So monk fruit is a fruit. It's native to Southeast Asia. And what happens is it gets pressed down into a juice and then the juice gets dehydrated into a powder. And that's what the monk fruit sweetener is today, so it does just come from a fruit specifically, and because of its you know superpower, uh, it has no calories, so it's one of those zero sugar alternatives that you can use to sweeten your baked goods, your cookies, your uh, chocolates or even your beverages um without using added sugars
0: is that not different than squeezing down sugar cane
1: it is it is different in the sense of what the uh, the product will do in your body. So yes, sugar is derived from sugar cane. It, it does come from a natural source, but it's um, made into a refined sugar. So a refined sugar is then what is extracted from the sugar cane to get you that specific sweetness um, and is right the sugar itself.
0: We're going to take a quick break and be right back with David Jacobowitz of Nebula Snacks. We're back to Hootie the Foodie. Welcome back to Hootie the Foodie. I'm talking to David Jacobowitz of Nebula Snacks. David, would you like to hear a dad joke?
1: Uh, of course, yes.
0: What kind of sugar does Lady Gaga put in her coffee?
1: Ooh. Uh, I'm not sure. What?
0: Raw, ra, 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 ra,
1: Raw <laughs> sugar. There you go. I like that.
0: What obstacles did you come across? In starting the business?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it was very difficult. So my co-founder was across the country. He was in Austin and I happened to be in New York at the time of the COVID pandemic. So that was obstacle number one is how can we taste our chocolate uh, when we're not in the same physical location? So it was a lot of trial and error in my own kitchen uh, to develop the recipe and then sending chocolate to my co-founder so that he can test it and do what he thinks. And then the same occurred when we did end up uh, hiring a chocolatier to finalize our recipe. We had selected what ingredients we wanted to use. And we wanted to talk to a chocolatier to understand, is this something that can be made in a facility? And we did. And then we had to send that chocolate to both locations, which was an immediate obstacle. And then after that, sourcing all of our ingredients was incredibly difficult. So we had to start understanding where are we going to get our cacao, right? Where are we going to get our chocolate? Uh, Where are we going to get our sweeteners? Because these all come from different suppliers and my background is not food. So I had to do a lot, a lot of research uh, to understand where am I going to be able to get all of these things to make my chocolate? So it was just uh, a lot of information gathering as our initial obstacle uh, to get the product started.
0: Did COVID make the supplying more
1: challenging? Yes. So particularly for some of our ingredients like monk fruit and our other sweetener, which is called Allulose, there was a big backup in terms of companies being able to buy it. Uh, So suppliers were already committed to giving Allulose to a lot of different businesses. And my new business was not able to get on that list. So we actually had to delay our initial production by four months Because we were waiting for our supplier to be able to say, hey, I can give you this much allulose so that you can actually make the chocolate. So that was one of our biggest obstacles in getting the products actually created.
0: Did you consider other sweeteners besides monk fruit?
1: Yes. So, monk fruit and allulose is what we currently use as our sweetener blend, but we did try a bunch of other sweeteners as well. We tried uh, erythritol, we tried xylitol, we tried agave. So, erythritol and xylitol are what's called a sugar alcohol. And it's commonly used in a lot of different products as well today. Um, Sugar alcohols are similar to allulose, the sweetener that we do use uh, in the sense that it is a zero sugar alternative. The body does not digest it. So it does not increase your blood glucose as well, generally speaking. But there are some negative effects to sugar alcohols in the way that your body does process it where it could lead to stomach issues as well. So we opted to choose allulose, which is shown to also not cause many stomach issues. And we used a very little amount uh, to make sure that we didn't cause any stomach issues as well. What is allulose? Yeah, allulose is a newer sweetener. Uh, It's derived and taken from eggs, raisins, and things like maple syrup. And because it doesn't get metabolized by your body, it does not increase your blood sugar and it's a zero calorie alternative. Allulose has a similar granulated texture to regular table sugar, but it's got only about 70% the sweetness of sugar and one-tenth or 10% the calories of regular table sugar. So it's a, it's a great option if you're looking for a slightly less sweet sugar alternative.
0: What inspired the space themed Nebula Snacks brand?
1: Yeah, so like you said at the beginning, um, when you snack, you feel like you're on cloud nine right? That's what we initially wanted to name the brand uh, Cloud9. But if you're familiar with naming a brand, you have to then go to the internet and see, is that brand name available? And there was no, no brand names available connected to Cloud9. They were all taken. Every website related to Cloud9 was taken. So we weren't rushing to name the company. But I, uh, I happened to be watching the Marvel movies because I'm a big Marvel head. Uh, shortly after we were having this conversation. And I think at the time I was watching uh, Infinity War and there is a character named Nebula. And I it kind of clicked when I was watching that movie. A nebula is a space cloud, right? It's a cloud in space. It's a supernova star compressed of like heavy mass of gas. And it's got great colors and vibrancy and a uh, little sparkles. And I was like, that's it. It's gotta be Nebula next because what we wanted to create was a snack that didn't weigh, a, weigh you down, right? And if you think about space, it's anti-gravity. So we took the ingredients like sugar and dairy out that lead to you feeling weighed down and we've effectively created a anti-gravity chocolate. And that is what called us Nebula Snacks.
0: Can you cook with your chocolate?
1: Yes, yes. Our, our chocolate is currently in bars. So not many generally cook with it, but you can melt it down and put it into any recipe. I often shave it and put it on my oatmeal in the morning, or I'll shave it and put it on top of a yogurt parfait. Uh, I've also made chocolate chunk cookies uh, with my chocolate as well, and those have turned out pretty good.
0: What are your current products?
1: Right now, we've got two chocolate bars. We've got a dark chocolate and an oat milk chocolate bar. So our dark chocolate's about 70% cacao. It is still a bolder chocolate flavor, um, but it doesn't have as much bitterness as a general dark chocolate because we did put some allulose and monk fruit in there. And then our oat milk chocolate is about 65% cacao. It still is a bolder chocolate. And it's more so not necessarily like a a creamy milk, but we did get a slightly smoother finish than our dark chocolate. So we do want to highlight the cacao flavor in our chocolates um, with a little bit of sweetness from our sweetener blend of allulose and monk fruit.
0: Does that mean your products are non-dairy?
1: Correct. Yes. Uh, Our products are actually vegan. We did not include any Uh, animal byproduct or dairy.
0: I noticed you have kosher certification. What is that process like?
1: Yeah. So kosher certification, we had to work with the Orthodox Union. Uh, So I I got in touch with them through their contact form on the website uh, and basically started to say, hey, this is the product that I want to make. What would it mean to get our product certified? And the OU uh, has a robust catalog of facilities that they've worked with and inspected to ensure that the product meets kosher standards. And we had to ensure that the facility that we ended up working with was one of those facilities. So they were able to confirm that our machines that we actually ran our chocolate through were kosher and did not process any non-kosher ingredients. But if you look on our packaging, it says OUD. And we, as I just said, are a dairy-free product. Um, The facility that we use Uh, also processes dairy. So it is a dairy equipment certification um, that the OU told us that we had to put on our package. Even though we are a vegan product, we don't have any milk in our chocolate. The machines that we made the chocolate on do also process dairy.
0: Are you working on an additional flavor?
1: Absolutely, yes. We have a couple of flavors right now that we're thinking about uh, and want to create in the near future. Uh, We did some polling with our customers this past summer to say, hey, which flavors are you most interested in? And the two that I'll tease right now that have been kind of the top uh, are a quinoa crunch bar. So we'd be putting puffed quinoa into some of our uh, chocolate to get a little bit more of a texture. And then the other one is a brownie batter filled chocolate. So we want to take some uh, cocoa powder, and put a little bit of a wet texture and maybe oat milk, maybe something else to get a little bit of, kind of a creamy bite inside the chocolate when you take a bite of it.
0: If you need anyone to test, I'm like <laughs> a chocolate research and developer.
1: Yeah, I'll be sure to send you a bar quickly after we, we get those done.
0: Has your tech background been helpful in this process at all?
1: Yes. Uh, from an e-commerce standpoint, from setting up our website, absolutely. Um, we we made our website on Shopify. I did some basic design. I've been able to set up our social media platforms and handles. But I will say that that is only helpful to a certain extent because I changed my career path. I joined a completely new industry when I started this chocolate business. And there's a lot that I had to learn. So I'll say that yes, it helped me in a lot of different areas from setting up our website, going through invoicing Getting up our, our finance on the back end. But I've had to learn so much more by joining this new industry and understanding what really happens in the world of food and groceries.
0: Do you and your co founder have different strengths and weaknesses?
1: Absolutely, yes. So uh, I focus a lot on the product itself, I was kind of the recipe guy and the product guy. Uh, as well as uh, focus a lot on our marketing. Uh, whereas my co-founder, Matt, he focuses a lot on our backend operations and our finance. So he does a lot of our partnerships and sets up our, our numbers on the backend. Where are Nebula Snacks sold? Right now we're on our website and Amazon from an online standpoint, but we're also available at a number of stores here locally in Austin, Texas, and a couple of random stores across the country. We have a store locator on our website where you can see where we're currently available. But we're looking to grow that. So most of my days, I'm driving around to different groceries saying, hey, I'm David. This is my product. Do you want to try it? Do you want to sell it in your store? Uh, And we know we're growing slowly but surely. We're about 16 stores, I believe, as of today. And we are potentially gonna be in 25 by the end of the month because some of our existing store partners, they own additional stores and are considering expanding into their other locations.
0: David, thank you for joining me. Where can we find Nebula Snacks online?
1: You can go to nebulasnacks.com or you can go to amazon.com and search for Nebula Snacks. And Instagram? Ah, yes. And if you want to check out our social media handles, you can go to our Instagram page or our TikTok page where we do a lot of review videos live here in Austin. What's the handle? At Nebula Snacks.
0: To my awesome audience, thanks for listening. I'd love it if you shared me with your family and friends. I'm Hootie, I'm hungry, and you just listen to Hootie the Foodie. You've been listening to Hootie the Foodie. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review in your podcast app and follow on Instagram at Hootie the Foodie. Till next time.